Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of planet Earth. This is the Zach and Tony show, especially Kayvon and my dad, who are probably the only two people listening. But this is the Zach and Tony show. My name is Zach. I got Tony in the other line. How you doing, Tony? I'm doing good, Zach. How you doing over there in, in NorCal? Oh, you, you know, peachy. I'm doing peachy, man. How's uh, how's uh, how's the Dale? Is it's it, all right. Is it, you know, is it snowing? It was like it was weirdly like in the area. It was snowing out here. We don't really get snow that often. In Alameda, like, really? Not in Alameda, but in the area, it was like cold enough where it was. Like, oh yeah, I forgot. The Bay Area is like a, this massive, like vague area that expands like two thirds of California. I didn't say the Bay. I said in this area. I didn't say Bay. I didn't say Bay Area. <laughs> I just okay. meant you know, in in the the co- you know coast, the California, Northern California, whatever. There's not much snow unless you get way up north. But there was a little bit. That's, I mean, that's beside the point. You know, we can get into weather some man. But this, this ain't a weather show. You know what this is? This is a sports show. And my man, it's it's been a while since we've been on. It's been a while, why dude. Like a, why don't we do a little? We could run a little uh, a little recap of all the shit that's gone on since the last time we talked. Yeah, you know, like, I've I've actually turned away potential listeners because I'm like, dude, like if you listen to our podcast, like you're gonna be listening to sports news that was like relevant three weeks ago. That's funny. I've been turning away people from my podcast because they, uh, I'm. It's just sports. They're like, "Oh, what are you talking about? Like news, entertainment? Like no sports?" Is like, "Oh, like that's." I'm like, "All right, I fuck you. Then I don't want you listening." Hey, anyway. I mean, we we always mix in a little bit of entertainment, oh, I mean, a little bit of we news. Talk, we were talking about beer the other, like you know, one one time. I don't remember what it was, and then that whole we talked about Kodak Black for like twenty dude, minutes. That was, that was for real, man. We get into Twenty One Savage too, because that shit, dude. I was like, I was more interested in that than the Super Bowl, honestly, which was <laughs> shitty. But you know what? So let's 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 run through it since last let's see last time we talked, um, Boogie started playing for the Warriors. It was beautiful. It's awesome. It's it's fantastic. I love it so much. Guaranteed title, whatever you know. Three three Pete. Don't get it twisted. Chris Stops got traded from the Knicks. AD and the Lakers got into a little or you know little uh, trade talks, trade demands. Looks like it's not going to happen. Thank God, because LeBron and Magic and the Lakers trying to strong arm everybody. I'm just I'm not in favor of that. Uh. Mariano Rivera was the first, the first ever unanimous selection to the Baseball Hall of Fame. That was awesome. And then you know the playoffs, Patriots. Oh god, I'm I'm so disappointed. The Pats over the Rams, thirteen to three, in one of the worst Super Bowls I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear Trey Wingo's rant about uh, the Super Bowl? And if you think it sucks, then turn the TV off. I yeah, uh, I didn't I didn't get that. Um, because who's it's the fucking Super Bowl. Who's going to turn it off? Like, exactly. That, was, oh, that's the Raptors and the Knicks. Like, no, why? Like, what What do you mean? Like, what's, yeah, that, was, that was like, that was a county counter argument. It was like, it was like, dude, like we, we can't turn off the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. It's like, whether it's like the worst game in the world or the best game ever, we're like, as sports it's fans, we're, we were, we're obligated to watch it. You know what I mean? We, they were, people were literally paying $5 million for a 30 second ads or a minute ad spot, whatever. Like, they're paying because they know people are going to watch. Nobody's going to turn it off. Put out a exactly. good product. Like, what What do you mean? Like, I, the thing that pisses me off the most is, like, you know if it was either Chiefs, any of the other, any other um, matchup would have been better than that one. There was just something about that matchup. I think McVeigh was a little young. He didn't He didn't know how to properly change up his scheming. He didn't know how to, how to, how to how to adapt in the same way that Belichick did. And Belichick did a great job of, of just attacking Goff. And I mean, Goff, he's, 
He did not look good. Like no, he no. You know, See, I, I, I had I had higher expectations for this game. I didn't I had, think it, I didn't I had, think it was going to be three to three going into the fourth quarter. But honestly, honestly, I was talking about this um, with one of my coworkers, Robert, at work, and he brought up a good point. It's like I would I'd much rather prefer a three to three game than like a, a blowout like the Broncos and the uh, Seahawks and like what was that like twenty twelve or something. Yeah, well, that's the thing is like this one. It, it kind of like it lulled you to sleep a little bit because it was just like punt 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 punt. Yeah, Hecker had a game, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like really, I don't know how like they gave Edelman the MVP, which I guess I understand, but one like you only scored 13 points, you didn't even get a touchdown. Like what? I don't understand what the like. Why did you give it to Edelman when you could have given it to Belichick? Dude, you could have given it to the <laughs> uh, fucking center, like Jesus Christ, like forgiving Brady time, like what? Or yeah, or Belichick. Honestly, I or, I think the only other person, like what? The only other person, I I I think he deserved MVP Edelman, but the only other person was that that cornerback who was making all those Gilmore. plays. What was, what was his name? Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, I think I think he, he made like, that he, he made that pick at the end. Yeah, exactly. He I think he also dropped like a pick too, but like he yeah. was he was all over the field, man. Well, he was a monster. He was a machine. What, and he remember did, that? I mean, remember that one play was like Brandon Cooks. He was wide open in the back of the end zone, and Goff was like late to find him. And then I think I think it was him. He came. It wasn't even like his assignment. He just came flying no, across the field. It was. I think it was. It was McCordy. It was one of the McCordy twins. Oh, it wasn't him. I'm not sure. I don't think it was him, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like Goff, like neither team had a ton of opportunities. Like, and honestly, neither team to me deserved. Neither offense deserved to win. Both the defenses did good, did a good job of of holding the, but neither offense like deserved to win. It was it was really sad. But, I know the Rams. The Rams literally played like shit the whole game, and it's terrible. like it's deep. It's deep in the fourth quarter, and they still have a great chance to That's win. I'm, I'm saying, just like, like, I'm like, what like, kind of game is this? This was like the Rams, as far as talent goes were way more talented as a team than the Patriots and you could see that and that's what carried him there. Because Belichick like heavily outcoached McVeigh. Like this was a total like all right, like sit down, young man. Like this is not your time yet. Like and this I mean Brady Brady outplayed Goff, but like Brady that doesn't mean Brady played well. No, Brady like, did not play well. And this is this is the thing of like when when you have a and, and Patriots have done a great job of this. When you have a quarterback as old as he is like the only way that you're going to win is the way that they did, which is shut down the opposing team every time out, have a great running game. And Sonny Michelle had like a crazy amount of rushing yards this, 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 uh, the post in the postseason and a bunch of touchdowns, um, you know, and give and, uh, use Edelman and Gronk. Like I think Brady made one good throw the whole game, that one in the, in the fourth quarter, um, before they scored like the 30 yarder, uh, to Gronk like over his back. Yeah, shoulder. I feel like that's the only play we're gonna remember from the Super Bowls is that Brady to Gronk. That one and the and the uh, um and the Gilmore pick because that was it. It was like that. Th- it was like those two plays, which I know in a lot of games you say like you know one or two plays. That was such a bad throw by golf. But like that was it. Like those those were the two plays, which is like a, a but really like it it came down to McVeigh and Belichick and like McVeigh just didn't he didn't have it. And I think that that has as much to do with the fact that he's young, and I think he's he was kind of, in my mind, he was kind of cocky, like which I mean, you've earned that to an extent. Um, and I think when you're hyped up as much as he is, I, I understand it. But like he went in, 
And I don't think he changed his game plan enough. Like you got to know, like, all right, Belichick is going to throw a bunch of shit at you. You have to be, you, you have to like be open to trying different formations and different guys. And they, it just seemed like they just tried using all the their bread and butter and shit they've been doing all season. And the Pats were like, no, what the fuck? You think you're going to get that past us? Like what? Yeah, I, th- I think he said it with, with Belichick. I mean, he he just totally outclassed, out-schemed everything about the Rams coaching staff and their plan for the Super Bowl. But it's kind of like what Belichick's been doing this whole playoffs and the whole season and his whole and his whole <laughs> it's, career. It's what Belichick has been doing for 40 fucking years. I think it's pretty safe that- to say this is probably – well, this is the best coach in uh, NFL history and one of the best coaches in, in pro sports history. Oh, no question. I mean, you when you're talking about coaches in NFL history, it's him, uh, Bill Walsh, who if he had coached – Walsh coached for like 10 years. I was reading a story the other day, and it basically said like Bill Walsh, like he – towards the end of his career, he was like – he was so emotionally invested in every game. He, it was this quote. He was like, I don't really care for winning, but I fucking hate losing. And I think, like, they literally towards the end of his career, like, the last game that he coached was the 80, 88 or 89 cha- – or it was the 88 uh, Super Bowl because the Niners won two in a row. And Walsh literally just, like, broke down after the game. Like, he could not coach. Like, he had given up a bunch of his duties. And, like – so I, th- I think Walsh would be up there if he had been able to coach longer, but he only coached three, three – uh, or, uh, like, ten seasons with the Niners. But Belichick, like, that's, that's the thing that amazes me is the longevity. Like, to do this over 18 years, and yeah, he kind of lucked out with having Brady, but Brady also lucked out with having Belichick as a coach. Yeah, right. Like, and, 100%. And you know me, I'm I'm the biggest ha- Patriots hater as you could possibly be. Oh, dude, fuck the Patriots. Oh, my God. But, I mean, you kind of just have to, like, especially after this one for me, you kind of just have to step back and be like, wow, like, yeah. this, we're probably never going to see anything like this in football oh. ever again if if not sports ever again i was gonna say fuck football like you talk about and this is the thing like i never want to hear boston sports fans ever complain about anything i know ever, right? ever. like they've had right, a great even, great okay. uh millennium even, even so so guy even if there was a child who was born today never saw a single boston championship in the history of you know their entire lives they could still point back and be like, oh, yeah, well, we had the greatest dynasty ever in basketball and in football. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we we took it to the, you know, we, oh, uh, four, you know, we were, we were down 3 out of the Yankees and we came back. You know, they, they have, like, nut, endless things to brag about. But, like, these are – I cannot imagine, like, Boston sports fans that have been growing up for the past, like, oh my 20 God. years how big of dicks they're going to be for, like, the rest of their lives. It's just they're so – like, it- the most entitled pricks, like, ever. For me, it's like, just what? it's just what so unrelatable. You know what I mean? Yeah, be, being a Knicks and a Jets fan, like yeah, even like, the Yankees have only won like one title really since you've been like aware of baseball. Yeah, in two thousand nine, and honestly, yeah. like I wasn't I wasn't as involved as I yeah. would have liked to be, would have liked to have been during that championship yeah. run. But I mean, I'll take I'll take two thousand nine, but oh, I mean that was a great team, and you know, regardless of whether they bought a championship or not, like they, you know. They, 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 I mean, they earned that, you know, they played well. You, but, but think about it. I yeah. Mean, if you were born in 2000, you've seen what? Four Red Sox championships. Yeah. Four Red Sox. Six Patriots. Uh, one, one Celtics. One Celtics. Well, I think one and Bruin, right? Yeah. So you've, you've hit, you've hit all four. I think there are no, oh no. 
the Phil or Philadelphia, they haven't had a basketball, but they had a uh, college basketball. Uh, oh, Villanova. Yeah, Villanova, the Eagles, and then the Phillies won one. And then did they have the Flyers? No. Yes. No. I don't know, man. I don't fucking know hockey. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god, I don't fucking know. Oh man, that's beside. I don't. That's. I'm. I'm just disappointed that like to me like that was such a great. It was like one of the best seasons of football we've ever had. You get you get a championship game that is you know two overtimes and yeah it's controversial. We get we could get into that too. I don't want to. They I mean they they have to change the rules. To me, I thought the Saints and the Chiefs were the two best teams all year long, and I think that would have been an unbelievable Super Bowl. I think it would have been high scoring. I think it would have been. Breeze and Mahomes just fucking slinging it everywhere. I think it would have been great, amazing. Or even the dad bowl. That would have been better in my opinion. Exactly. Or, or dude, think about Rams-Chiefs. Like, in reality, what was the real Super Bowl this year? The real Super Bowl was Rams-Chiefs Monday Night Football. Like, when know, people right? think back about the games this year or about football this year, they're going to think – they're not going to think about the stinker. They're going to think about the Pats winning, but they're not going to remember a single thing about this game at all. All they're going to know is, like, oh, Brady won and Belichick won. That's it. That's the only thing they're gonna know. Maybe like Gronk retires, which I think I think he will. I mean, if I were if I was him, I would like fuck football. Are you kidding me? Jesus, like go out Dude, and be a wrestler. And the sad part, the sad part about this is, I could definitely see the Patriots winning again next year. No, no, I and the I, year I, after. I I think probably I think, the year after that too. I think I think the difference was last year. I didn't. It didn't really look like Brady was declining. Like at the end of last year, like he yes, came it out. Did. And he, Stop it. No, stop no, it. We he, all said that he was declining. Come on. Okay. And then, no, and then okay. he put up big numbers in the Super Bowl. Okay. No, but I think the the issue was we said he was declining because he was getting old. It wasn't that it looked like he was declining. It it, it was that we we kept expecting him to decline. And it was. And what did you say? Like, what did you say about him all year? And what did you say about the Patriots all year? I I and I agreed I, with you. I agreed with you. I stand by the what I said that that Brady is not as Brady is not as good as he was. No, no, you yeah, said – I, well, I, what I was talking about was after that miracle in Miami or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're like, this is the end of the Patriots dynasty. Well, like, to me, it seemed like an they, omen, they, right? They lost They lost in December. Oh, they lost a home, They lost two home games in December. Oh, my God, it's over. And what did they do? They they breezed two of their six Super Bowl in, what, 18 years? It really was almost too easy. Like, it was it, it was almost – It's every time they do it, it seems like it's – That's what I mean. And, like, if there's Belichick and Brady – like, why can't they win next year? Like, they're I'm just gonna scheme. They, I'm, I'm not saying they can't, and and like in all likelihood, they. I mean, I think the fact that you come out and and they've already put out the odds and the Patriots aren't heavy favorites is ridiculous. Because like, are you kidding me? Like they've, like the fact you know they've they've been in four four of the last five Super Bowls. They've won three of them. Like, no, stop. Like, stop it. Of course, they're the heavy well, favorite. And look at their division too. I mean, it's literally it's, it's a cakewalk back to the. To a first round bye, right? Hey, you win, win hey, one Sam game at Darnold. home. Come on, man, Sam Darnold. You, yeah, <laughs> Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, baby, Ryan Tannehill. Not, not, not yet, man. Not yet. Tough. I mean, think about it. we won four games with I, Sam Darnold. I, I think that this was like the year where it's like this was. I I and I honest I maybe I was a little early saying it saying that it was the case this year, but. I really honestly think that this was the year where it was like we see the emergence of the young quarterbacks and then we begin to see the the true actual decline of Tom Brady. Because we could say, like, 
the, the he did he legitimately did not look this like the same quarterback. And the two the Super well, Bowls, he has, I, he, I don't I don't think he had. I mean, he he looked amazing in last year's Super Bowl. That's what that's what I'm saying is it seemed. But I think like if you if, if you have the scheme in place, if you have the scheme in place, you got Belichick there. Even if Tom Brady's declining, like he's so smart, he's got he's kind of like LeBron when it comes to like IQ. He'll kind of just be a game manager, you know, dink and dunk all the way down the field. They'll have well, their unders. They'll have their new undersized white receiver next year, whoever it is. Oh no, they'll keep Edelman. Well, they'll you know what I mean. Add another one. They'll find a way to like to grab Cooper Cup away from the the Rams. Dude, Patriots. It's like they breed like undersized white receivers. Oh no, dude, dude, no. You know who you know who their guy is. Who? Hunter Renfro. Come on, it's that. That's got to be it. He's got to be the one. Oh, in the draft. I mean, don't you see it? Don't you? Isn't it faded? Is he undersized and white? I know he's white. He's undersized. He's white, and he played for Clemson. It's like it's oh, all. Nice. It seems perfect, dude. I, I can see that. I could see the Clemson dude with long hair being like the next Tom Brady. Oh, dude, he <laughs> and the Patriots. Not, okay, here's my thing with Tom Brady, and I it's. I think he, as far as talent goes, I think that he is not nearly as talented as a lot of other quarterbacks that have been that have that have played in the league or that even play now. I think he like, but I think that at least half the game is mental when you're a quarterback. Because I think when you reach a certain level of talent, there's not much that differentiates. Like maybe this guy can do this thing, this guy can do this thing, but it's so so much so much of it is mental and so much of it is confidence. And I think that when he came into the league, the fact that he came in and he had a coach, and when you win your Super Bowl the first year, which he didn't really have to do much, like he maybe had that one drive where they got him, you know, over the over the half, the uh, the over midfield, and then Vinatieri kicked the field goal in several of the games his rookie year. I think that built up his confidence to the point where, like, I think that his confidence and his and his uh his mental abilities overcame all of his all of his like athletic feats. So I think like a guy like Trevor Lawrence, he's much, he's much more talented, I think than, than Brady ever was. But like, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point actually. But like the, like the mental thing, like you, like you literally, you look at him, like his first few years, his stats aren't, don't blow it up. Right. But when you have your first, when you start your career nine and zero in the playoffs, like it doesn't matter what your stats are or what your like ability is. You're going to have that confidence to go out there and be like, all right, like I trust my coach. I trust these guys out here. Like, I know that I can get it done. Like, I, th- I think that's huge. And at the same time, like, let's say, like, you know, your first year you go out there and you have Vinatieri miss a fiddle or something. And, like, I, it just – I think that it was, like, a perfect alignment of events that happened to create, like, this quarterback that we see today. Even though, like, he's not as talented as Rodgers or as Manning or, like, Elway or Joe Montana, whatever. Like, no, he's not. But, like, the me- the, the mental part of it, he has, like, a big up. Well, and, and clearly he's a he's a guy who's motivated by like people oh, who doubt him and people yeah. who say he can't do it, just like anyone would be. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's huge. And, too. You know, and I have to say too, like this whole this whole press tour that the Patriots went on about how like nobody <laughs> believed in them, it was really it was really weird to me. Yeah, because like it's like, what do you mean nobody believed in you? You guys, you guys were in the, in the Super Honestly, Bowl last I year. I think I think they feed off that shit. Like, but yeah, I no, I, yeah. What I was getting to is, um, 100%. I, I actually heard this clip of Tom Brady. I think he was on, was is that Good Morning America with uh, Michael Strahan? Yeah. Oh, Michael he was Stra- like, I don't like being called the goat or some shit like that. Yeah, he's like, he's like Tom Brady. 
you're the goat, man. And he's like, ah, oh, man. He's like, you know, he's like, I wish you said like, Tom, you suck. You know, you can't, you're too old. You know, that would, that would motivate me. You know, like, I just, I feel uncomfortable, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was actually like, that's, that's a cool answer. You know what I mean? Like, as opposed to LeBron who, yeah, exactly. Who, who literally goes on a TV show, his own TV show on ESPN with his own people, none of which are going to, are going to dispute him saying, yeah, yeah. You know, I came back, I came back from, uh, I came back three, one, you know, against this team that everyone thinks is over it. anyway, that that made me the goat. Like, come on, dude. Like, Oh God. Shall we, uh, shall we segue to LeBron? Oh dude. I, I, I gotta say this, this whole, this whole shit that's going on, the, the whole saga that's like this, this all like gives me, it just, it, it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. Like when you talk about LeBron, like, all right, if we're going to rank the LeBrons, right? Because, you know, he has all these alter egos. Rank LeBron, the LeBrons. Le, Le, LeBron, the player, is obviously number one, right? LeBron, the, like, marketer is pretty high up there. Like, he has done a great job of controlling his narrative since he came to the league. Like, he's I, he's a, he, you know, he, he, and I think he uses social media in a really smart way where, you know, he does all this stuff and he's, he's good at, you know, painting himself in a good way. And like, oh, yeah, I'm this family guy, all this shit. Even though you know, you know he's a very different person, um, you know, in not on social media. LeBron, the GM, has got to be way down there. He's not a very good GM. Like he's not. I don't. I've never. He's never struck me as a guy. And honestly, Magic Johnson is the same. Like I don't think. I think there's something that like doesn't correlate. Like Magic on the Dodgers is good, but Magic on the Lakers, he's made some really bad decisions. Like he's and he's and he's kind of tried to he's I think they're both to take this like stance like, oh, well, I'm you know, it's magic and LeBron like, come on, like, let's get it done. But like, it's not you know, it's it just it hasn't worked. And now he's kind of like alienating his teammates. And like, it's just like Katie was right. Like that environment is toxic. And like a lot of it has to do with LeBron and he comes in and it's like it's all about him. Like, it's not about the development of the young guys. It's just, it's me, 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 me. It's LeBron. It's LeBron. It's the LeBron show. Hey, sorry, dude. I was, uh, I was listening the whole time, but I was, I was, uh, I, I had to uh, go to the bathroom real quick. Uh, did you hear anything? Uh, no. no. All right, sweet. That means the mute button worked, baby. Oh, let's go. But, um, yeah, dude, I was actually talking to, again, this guy, Robert, he's a huge Warriors fan. So I'm always talking about you to him and then him to you. <laughs> But uh, I saw this picture. I'm sure you saw it. it. Was LeBron sitting on, on the very end of the bench? Oh man! After he tried oh, to man. trade his whole team, and there's about like three empty seats in between him and the rest of his teammates. And I'm just like that picture right there, kind of sums up LeBron the GM to me. Well, I think I think not only LeBron the GM, LeBron the teammate. Well, LeBron, yeah, I guess, yeah. Like LeBron it's a teammate. weird, it's a weird thing where like, you know, and I think. It's the case with a lot of star players, right? Like you get a lot of star players like Magic Johnson early in his career. Like I think I think winning cures all and you kind of ignore all the other things that go on when you win. But Magic early in his career, it was like his second year and he basically pissed all of his teammates off cuz he like openly like demanded a trade like post game one day. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like my coach. Like I don't really want to be here anymore." And it was like his second season he or like his third season or something. Really? And everyone was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, are you like, it's your third year. Like, come on. Like Kareem is, is here and he's fine. We got all these other guys like chill the fuck out, dude. Mm-hmm. 
like literally like and this was this was in that um the documentary about the lakers and the celtics super good documentary if you have the 30 for 30 if you haven't seen it watch it because i I think i have yeah it's really interesting it's it's pretty old it's like an older one right yeah and it's long i watched it a couple nights it's like at least like four or five hours but it's really interesting and you see, you know, and Kobe did the same thing. Like Kobe was getting pissed off with Shaq and he openly like said like you on a radio show or something or whatever, like trade me. And like, you know, I'm sure Jordan had his fair share of things. That, but like, I think in this in this day and age where you get, you know, all these leaks and all this social media and stuff, like it's just it, it to me, it looked like to, LeBron just doesn't seem like a very good teammate. It's, well, this is clearly this is clearly a league where the players you know the inmates oh, kind of run the asylum, I guess. Players, players run this league. Players I, run the league. I think the it's opposite great baseball. For the league. Yeah, I think it's great for the league. Well, I mean, you, and you know why, right? Because in baseball, it's like, all right, well, we put together a good team. We draft a bunch of guys. We don't need a star. Like, we'll just, you know, fuck it. We'll just we'll put together a really good roster and we'll win a title. Well, yeah, in it's, basketball, it's in basketball. It's like if you don't have like at least one like top five guy, maybe two. And then, like, you know, three other, like, top 15 or 20 guys, like, you're not going to win a title. Like, so, you, well, yeah, you, I mean, I mean you see, you see, control. you see Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, they, they, they still, they yet. still don't have a job. Yeah. And they're supposed, they were supposed to get the biggest contract in MLB history. Meanwhile, well, Harper turned down a fucking $300 million contract. He's like, no, nah, I can get four. Like, dude, you might not even get three now. Like, you might end up with, like, two something. Yeah, he's. I don't th- unless he goes back to the national, he's probably not getting three. Yeah, but they'll probably know. give him less if he goes back. We could get to that later, but yeah, LeBron. Oh yeah, I was I was um talking to Robert and he was telling me that um LeBron has this habit of kind of going moving from team to team and kind of like it's almost like this burn and pillage or whatever. Yeah, which he kind of just like. I mean, you saw the offer that they were willing to trade to the Pelicans for AD is like yeah. the whole, literally the whole team. Yeah. And the fact that the Lakers are willing to literally mortgage their whole future, yeah, kind of tells you that maybe they're kind of scared that they're not going to get all the big free agents that they thought they were going to get. They thought everybody's going to run to LA to want to play because they want to play with LeBron. But yeah, maybe maybe people don't want to play with LeBron as much as dude. I as think people think anymore. I think you know I, you, you know I, the KD toxic yeah. comments and well, I think I think it started really with Kyrie, right? Because like I think LeBron, you know, I think the whole thing with Wade and Bosch, um, I think that kind of you know made people think like, all right, well, you know, so it like you just you put LeBron with a couple of good players and it's like it's it's magic, right? Like it's it's great. Like you're gonna win a. Uh, they only won two titles, and that's another thing. That 2011 like finals, like I don't know what the fuck happened, but like I've never seen a star player give up like he did in that finals. Like I don't know, I don't know what the fuck was going on, but he like you want to talk about like being great and all this stuff like. He scored like seven. He averaged like seventeen in that finals. Like Dirk outplayed him pretty severely. Fuck, like JJ Barea outplayed him. It was sad, but that's a whole other thing. But like, but yeah, I think this this whole habit of him him doing this and moving from team to team and kind of acting as a GM he and tears picking, apart the rosters. He tears apart, tears the, apart roster. the roster. He gets I think, the coaches. He he you know he alienates these things. And yeah, like, I, th- I think I think ultimately that um it'll hurt his legacy. I mean, oh, 100%. I, he's he's. There's no question. He's when it's all said and done, he'll probably be. Well, he is one of the top five players to ever play. Like he's, no question. He, he probably is, top two player to ever play. I think. I think there's depending on who you talk to. Like if you talk to a, like a true purist who's like, all right, it's all about rings. Like they're gonna put Bill Russell 
and then MJ, and then, you know, maybe LeBron, like, later on, right? That's, that's you know, um, if you talk to somebody who's, like, in L.A. or something, you know, they'll probably put, especially after this, they'll probably put Kobe or, or Kareem or Magic or Wilt up there or something like that, right? But, like, as far as talent goes, like, there's no question, like, if he is the most talented basketball player, like, this game, as far as just a complete game, like, it, literally, if you built a basketball player and we're like, all right, like, you know, we what's it going to look like? It's going to look like either LeBron or like maybe Giannis or something like just perfect, you know, perfect size, perfect, perfect everything. Like it's, it's, you know, he's, he's, he's the essence of like basketball talent. Right. Mm -hmm. But like his, he just, the way that that he's gone about like winning titles, like you look at every other, every other like true, you know, great Titan of the game. Right. They go somewhere and and it's and it's this whole thing about like the the KD thing that people like get on him for. They say like, well, oh, he went to this other team and you know he he went into something that's already built. LeBron's never really built anything either. Like or, like he he went to the Heat. That team had already won a title. They had won forty eight games the year before, and then he was there with Dwayne Wade. And yeah, they brought Chris Bosh, but like he didn't really build anything there. And he promised all these titles, and then he left after four years because he was upset that they like traded Mike Miller or some shit. Like, I don't yeah and then he went to the Cavs and he basically like made them tear up their whole roster they sent away Kyrie I mean Kyrie probably would have well, left he, anyway, right, well they they want he won a championship so yeah. you can, no yeah, yeah yeah and I mean that's the thing is like they he won a championship right but then they like they left or then he left and he just that, that championship will always be the 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 greatest thing he ever did oh no question no like that's that's like the one thing that he can that he can and and you and like like he said in the show like he's he's gonna you know, hold that over, like, that's going to be his, like, his calling card. It's like, oh, well, you know, 2016, the that's final. That's a defining moment. I beat the best team. Like, and that was, you know, and that was, and that was amazing. Like, that's one thing he could say that MJ never, never had to go up against. All, you know, I mean, yeah, it's like, guys, it's the one thing that he could, that he could, hey. It's almost as if, like, like Charles Barkley in the who did the seventy two and uh, ten Bulls play in the finals? Was it the Suns? It, no, it was the uh, SuperSonics. It was the Sonics. Um, yeah, it's, it's as if like the Sonics would have like beaten like the Bulls and like the star player like would have been LeBron. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Well, I think I think the weird thing is like it's it's almost counterintuitive. It's to say that you're the best player of all time, but you were an underdog. It doesn't. It doesn't. It. I. The. It's a clashing idea to me. Like. Well, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's underdogs talking about the team. Still, though, that's. I mean, I think that's like because I think I think saying that you're the greatest player of all of all time means at its core that no matter what the situation is, you're never really an underdog, right? Like no matter like I mean I get and the well, well come on let, let's be real, dude. It was seven the. The Warriors won seventy three games. Oh, best record no, no. of all time. And that's the thing. And, and to me, like when I look back on it, like and here's here's the way. Like if I could, if there was one thing that I could change in the history of sports, it would be Steph not getting injured. That that um, the, like against the Rockets, because Steph was on a run that I don't think we've ever seen any player have. Oh, like, when he hit his head, right? No, 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 no. This was um, he. Well, he he in the first game he scored twenty in the first half against the Rockets. They were up by like twenty points. And then he rolled his ankle and then he came back and then he fucked up his knee and he was out for the rest of that series. And then half the Portland series. And he just wasn't the same. Like he had a couple good games, but you look at the stats and like his, his postseason was just off because he couldn't get his rhythm. 
And it was the same type of injury that most guys are out like a month or two for, and he was out like two weeks because, you know, he had to come back. Like, in my mind, if he had never gotten injured, they would have rolled through every team. Like, yeah, they might have gotten some pushback against the um, against the uh, uh, Cavs, and the Thunder series might have gone to six or seven anyway, but, like, they would have... They would have they would have beaten the Cavs in five or six. So, um, yeah, I guess in that sense, but it's still like the idea is still kind of is strange to me. The idea that like LeBron, this almighty basketball god, could be an underdog, and like I know I know in in it's kind of true, but it still seems kind of like counter. I don't know. It's just a strange. It's a strange idea to me. Well, I mean, you you like you just you just have to separate a player and a team. Like it's like LeBron, and it was a terrible team. Is obviously going to be an underdog against one of the best teams of all time. You know what I mean? I guess it's just it's, and I think that's part of the issue is that like when you look at all LeBron's teams, you don't look at the teams. It's it's LeBron. Like that's it doesn't matter who else is on the team, right? It's like it's like because Kyrie. I think one the funny thing is we get we love to give lebron credit for that the block that he got in in the end of that game right like we were like oh that was like i watched a, like a video and it was it literally said that was the greatest finals play of all time even if iggy hits that shot if kyrie hits that three they still win the game because that they still take the lead and they like it that's the that's like i think and i that's that's in essence is like well, why did kyrie leave cuz he hit the fucking like one of the greatest shots in finals history like probably top 3 shots in finals history and people were like oh lebron 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 like lebron was and he was great and he does deserve his due but like i think that was the funniest thing to me is looking back on well i mean i mean lebron credit and like just kind of forget about the fact that Kyrie hit like the come on zach zach nobody forgot about Kyrie shot okay nobody no no stop it you're you need to you need to take off your lebron hating glasses right now i don't hate no hate no no let me let me finish. Let me I, finish. I, I don't hate LeBron. Let I, me finish. I hate th- this. Is Zach. A- okay. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me talk, bro. Go ahead. Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Don't sit here and tell me that people forgot about Kyrie Irving's shot in game seven. Because to me, and to, dude, that, I still see highlights of that shot, like, on a weekly basis. Way more than I see on LeBron. On a weekly before. basis? Like, oh, like, Kyrie, like, my point is. I I know you like I know you like to discredit LeBron and this and that. Hey, that's that's just not true. Come on, that I don't like. That's to true. I see, every every time someone says something positive on Twitter about LeBron, you're like, <laughs> oh well, Steph did this, <laughs> Steph did that. I right, dude. All right. Cool. Uh, well, ha- half of that is is I'm I'm writing for this like Warriors blog and I'm trying to and I'm trying to get followers. I, I need more followers for, and that's but, uh, that is like the most no, no. way to get followers in in. I'm, in I'm not Warriors I'm not gonna. Play. I understand, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here. And listen, you tell me that that Kyrie Irving three got forgotten about over the block. Okay, okay, maybe maybe that's just maybe, not true. maybe forgotten that's just is a true. little strong of a word. But my point is that like I see people salivate over that LeBron. The LeBron block was huge. That was I mean, the second I mean, bit, I, biggest play in the game. That's what I'm saying. But like, like I literally see like a lot. Like maybe maybe our our um are like echo chambers are different. Maybe like we're, we're looking at different like sources for this, but like I see people who, who give way more credit to that block than they do the three. And it was an amazing, like that, that was fucking like, I still can't believe he fucking made that play. Like I really can't, like, I still don't know how the fuck he got there. Like he wasn't that's even, probably, he wasn't even in frame and all. And I think that was another thing is like, cause it was so like, 
athletically like miraculous the fact that he pulled it off but at, like I, i'm i'm just saying like from a lot of things that i see like people ran, like look at that lebron play and it's like wow and i think a lot a part of that too it's is like, wow. because that really <laughs> and i think part of that too is because like that was like the pinnacle of his career right it's, well i mean you, you said it too like that that play just visually like oh it's amazing like, it's beautiful. athletically like was crazy like, it's like beautiful. this but no, I mean, there's no question. Like Kyrie's shot was was way was way more important. Yeah, and I think I think that's what I'm saying. Maybe forgotten was a strong term, but like to me, like it's no question. Like all right, like if I'm ranking like the most like most important biggest shots in finals history, Kyrie is top one or two. That that's play, probably the biggest block, if not one of the biggest blocks in finals history. Though you know what I mean? No, uh, no question. Yeah, but like I'm like I think Kyrie's play is like one or two, and then. LeBron's block is like maybe three or four somewhere in there. Like, I like there's so much going on in the NBA. We're talking about the 2016 finals. All right, and <laughs> and this and we we talk we I know you've we've talked about Zion a lot. I think this is. I still I, yeah I still need to say my piece about uh, Porzingis. Okay, no, but here's you you love to give me shit about like hating Zion. I want to make this clear. I don't hate Zion, right? I think the whole thing with Zion is I think LeBron is a great is a great. Um, uh, case study in in the in what happens when when you give someone the hype that that we're giving Zion like I think that uh, when you have a player who's his caliber Zion is like I think he's a he's a he's a weird like kind of um, prospect too because he's so athletically gifted he's huge he's and he's huge massive and like the skills that he has it's the same thing with LeBron it's like a guy like you know that size like that shouldn't be able to do all those things you know like it's just he's just massive and you know what's crazy though gifted. like like lebron didn't look like that when he was coming into yeah. the league. you know what i mean like lebron was kind of yeah. skinny and shit well, you know like lebron was like still, zion yeah zion right now is already like the size massive. of lebron like, yeah today. yeah and it's crazy that's what's crazy yeah I, I think i think like when you look at lebron like lebron got all this hype in high school and like not 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 to say that zion is getting nearly this much hype because that is just not true even remotely like no like i mean the level of, of hype lebron got like you know, he was like the sure thing, and it was like it, he literally was a saving. It was warranted. Warrior. It was warranted. Oh, and it was, and and he has lived up to the hype, but it doesn't mean that it was fair to give a sixteen-year-old that much hype. Like that's and my, pressure. My my problem with Zion is not is not him. Zion is crazy talented, and he could end up being a savior to an organization. He could end up being one of the great players in the league, but at the same time, that's he could, a lot of pressure to put on a kid. That's what I'm saying. Okay is like when you salivate over this kid, it's like you just, you throw a bunch of microphones in his face and all these cameras in his face and like, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, can we just let the kid grow? And like, like look at Markel Fultz. Like you can't sit there and tell me that this guy, that a lot of this isn't mental and a lot of it isn't him trying to live up to the hype. Oh, I think 50% of it's half mental. Yeah. <laughs> so 25% of it's mental? <laughs> <laughs> I had to toss in a yogiism real quick. <laughs> 55. Like... Like really, like when you when you have a player like that, like you have to let them grow into it. And when you shove a bunch of mi- like they can't they can't grow naturally when you shove a bunch of microphones in their face and you and you basically hail them as like like literally asking them like how you know how would you feel about playing Katie and Kyrie? Like dude, like w- this guy's eighteen. Like what the fuck? Like what? They already asking that. <laughs> literally, like they're building these super teams out of thin air and like yo, like Zion, like yo. They're like, all right, man. Like, I, I, I'm really hoping to see you in that orange and blue next year. Like, dude, can 
can you let the guy like you know like go to class and then fucking like you know just play basketball at duke like I, that's that's my problem is is people like jay williams saying like hey like this duke team could beat the Cavs. like no they couldn't you're talking about 18 year olds versus fully grown men like no like yeah, like, like really yeah it, and like it, you said it man like like if this guy gets drafted to the knicks and he's looked at as like the savior dude, it's it, and the it, guy who's supposed to you know that could and you know how New York fans are. It could go great or it could go terribly. He could end up being a great player, but at the same time, he could also end up being a bust. And then, like, you know, there are so many guys who are like that, who are hailed as these, like, you know, superheroes and hailed as these, like, these people, like, okay, they're going to they're gonna do this, they're going to do that. Like, you gotta, you just kind of got to let it happen. And, like, we – and we obsess over them and salivate, you know, and, and, like, and treat them, you know, not like they're humans. Like, they're just, like, you know – not pieces of meat, but like they're basically like, like they're like they're two K players, right? We treat them like they're like video game players, like right, like all right, let's let's you know let's let's send him here and let's have him do this and you know let's like I want to see all these things like just you gotta let the guy like you gotta let it happen. That's I don't know. Well, I I hear you and I agree, but like I don't know what you expect the media to do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I mean you're right. you're you're in that profession, right? Like it's yeah. just people's jobs to cover these. You know, no, like, no, and I. I th- I mean, like, what's the solution here? Like, like, cover, like, cut back on like reporters. You know what I mean? Well, I think um, no, it's not. It's not that. It's it's the it's the action of the reporters. Like, I think I think calm down on the hype. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Like, you like it's especially in the NBA now, where it's like the NBA, the NFL still has the ratings, but as far as like popularity and like you know people watching, like the NBA has everyone's attention in a way that the NFL doesn't. Like it in the way that it's like a twenty four seven like three sixty five day a year soap opera, and like you know this is what we're watching. Like we want to see all these things happen. That's why it's you know it's fucking it's uh it's February and we're already talking about what Anthony Davis is going to be doing in a year and a half, and we're already talking about the draft and we're already talking about like oh where's KD going and all this stuff. Like they they need they need I mean they you know they they need the coverage or they they need stories, but like. Jesus, man! Like, chill dude, out. I love, Just, I love how dramatic the NBA is. Dude, it's fucking absurd. It's, it's the most unnecessarily dramatic league <laughs> of all time. Dude, like Woj is like literally like a, a sensation. Like, I remember when Adam Schefter kind of. That's the thing is, I remember when Adam Schefter was this same thing as Woj is. When the NFL was like this, I remember when the NFL was kind of like this. When it was like so often, it was like, oh my god, like what's gonna happen? Where's this guy gonna go? Where's this guy gonna, yeah. gonna go? And now Woj, yeah, Woj is going crazy. Dude, Woj and Shams, like, they work nonstop. Like, like you know, fucking, like, Woj Bomb is, like, in our, like, you know, like, the, you know, lexicon. It's in the picture right now. Yeah, literally, it's, like, Woj Bomb. Like, oh, like, you know, talking about, like, oh, you got you got Woj updates, right? Like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like, fuck. Like, I need to know what happens 24-7. Like, it's yeah, crazy. Bro, how, how about that Woj Bomb about uh, Porzingis last week? Dude, I was, all right, I want to hear... You know, you know who I've been wanting to hear. I want to hear from uh, Tony from the Bronx. I want to hear like Jersey. I want to hear Jersey Tony's take on on what the Knicks. Oh God! Doing. I want to hear Jersey Tony's take on on Porzingis, on on the Knicks' future. Y'all getting KD? Like that's 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 what I want to hear, man. Like I want to hear Jersey Tony and his and his wife beater straight out of straight, right. out, of the, straight out of the delic- delicatessen. What you? How do you feel about this, man? <laughs> hey, so you know, I just came out of this deli and I got some gabagool. You know what I'm talking about? And I look at my phone, and I see Porzingis wants out of New York. So I take a walk down to Fifth Street, 
And I look at my phone again. He's traded to the Mavericks. You believe this shit? So I call up Vinny. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Porzingis wants out. Oh, God. I need to take a breath. <laughs> oh, man, we should have done a podcast last week, bro. I was... I don't know. I, I can't even. I can't even joke about this right now. Like, I need. I need to do my serious voice for this. I mean, yeah. It, I, I, it's. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so I'll I'll run you through it. All right. So I was sitting at work. I was. Uh, I think I was walking to the bathroom and I got the notification saying I. Oh, I've I've been off Twitter too. So like, yeah. I'm kind of out of the loop a little bit. So I get um, a notification. Oh, Kristaps had a meeting with the Knicks. Is frustrated. Wants to get traded. I'm like, okay, that was random. Like, that's not good. You know, you start thinking about, like, what could happen, where he could go, what are they going to do? And then literally by the time I got back to my desk, like, not even exaggerating, I see he gets traded to the Mavericks, and I'm like, oh, shit, this meeting must have went, like, really bad. But, uh, yeah, and then uh, I basically didn't get anything done for the rest of the day. I was just texting my cousins, like, what the fuck? Like, oh, my God. Talking to Robert, just like, dude, what? I was like really pissed. I was like, I was like, fuck Porzingis. It's gonna go home and burn my jersey, you know. I mean, I would never do that because I'm not stupid. But I've had some time to digest, had some time to think about it. Some, uh, some more details came out this week. I don't know if you heard about it. Did you, did you read anything about that? Um, I mean, I've, I've heard takes. I've heard people like Frank Isola and some other people that have, that have basically said like, um. Their, their, what they believe happened is like their intel is that the Knicks already had this trade planned kind of beforehand and they were shopping him like quietly, yep. which seems weird to me because the Lakers are so openly shopping for everyone. And then the Knicks, who are normally an inept organization, are like doing it quietly. Like, wow, the Knicks actually kind of did something okay. Um, oh, yeah. So, so, um, and they just, I they, forgot they, to add in. Like, they, they kind of use the, the, um, the meeting as like or not leverage but as like an excuse like okay like he doesn't want oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. like yeah let's just let's get rid of him now like they, they had so so more so more detail more details came out about this this meeting and apparently it was called for by the Porzingis you know the bro, him and his brother his brother's <laughs> his, his brother <laughs> Jesus Christ oh but oh I forgot to add in though on the day it happened I I literally I was trying to because I'm you know. I'm a positive guy. I try to think of the bright side of any situation. Yeah. I, I was, I just couldn't find a positive spin, and I yeah. still can't really find a positive yeah. spin. The only, the only positive spin is cap space. Well, but isn't, to isn't, me, that, cap, isn't that the point? To, like, to me, cap space is kind of air because, you know, yeah, it's all well and good. You have a bunch of money to sign players, but people still have to agree to fucking play for the New York Knicks. You know what I mean? Like, who people have proven in the past that. You know they don't want to put up with all the BS that comes up playing for a really shitty franchise. Well, isn't isn't it the point? Like it basically, they've been they've been gearing up to like try to make a run at at KD this summer, KD and Kyrie and whoever the fuck. Well, yeah, that's that's it. the play. And and but to it, be honest, you can't really. I'm like I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place. You could tell I'm pretty passionate about this. Well, yeah, of course. But um, all right. So let me tell you about the details really quick that came out on Monday. I can't remember who it was. It was in in the New York Post or one of those newspapers. Um, it was actually a pretty long story, but yeah, the Knicks had been working on a deal, um, kind of behind the scenes for a long time, 
because you know in the past he's kind of acted like like a you know d nozzle and he's kind of given indication you know he skipped the exit meeting with phil jackson yeah so i feel so i'm thinking he's given the knicks like slight indications that maybe he's not you know in it to win it he's not in it for the long run you know what i mean yeah he's kind of a me guy so apparently um the uh, Porzingis brothers called for a meeting and they had this whole like agenda and they they had, apparently they presented like, like the GM of the Knicks, Scott Perry and Steve Mills. Um, apparently he like had a list of four teams that he deemed acceptable to be traded to. Who did? Porzingis. Okay. Like imagine this kid, he's a what, 23, mm-hmm. you know, played two and a half seasons. Yep. Hasn't really proven much. Yep. One all, one all policy or, or whatever. He's like, hey, you know, New York Knicks, most valuable franchise in the country. Four billion. You know, you know here's the teams that, that I, I deem ex- here's the teams that I deem acceptable to be traded to. I think it was like the Lakers, the Clippers, like the Warriors, you know, like like just rid- ridiculous. And they actually had this deal like pretty much at the finish line with Dallas. Yeah. So when they heard this they were basically like, "Oh yeah, all right, enjoy Dallas, buddy. Like, like peace out." Oh, you, you want to go to the Lakers? F- fuck bet. Like, are you kidding? Yeah, me? <laughs> yeah, enjoy North Texas. But uh, what was I gonna say? So, so they they. Oh yeah, that meeting that meeting must have went really bad because oh, I'm sure it all it lasted five minutes long. My, I mean, my my guess is like I'm wondering like whether they did the deal like as much out of like because they thought that because Dallas gave them the best offer or out of spite. Like that's what I'm wondering. Well like which do you think it is? Or is it like a little bit of I both? think I think it's kind of a spite because um Steve Perry there's this weird I, I don't know who's the G I think Steve Mills is the GM and then Scott Perry's like like a assistant GM or you never really know you never really know who who has the power in an organization. Yeah. Like it's it's but anyway it was it was the both of them in the meeting and I think afterwards he was saying they, they're basically the Knicks are basically blaming it on Porzingis. Of course. Uh, it's an easy Which play. I don't like I honestly could, like, could see it with this guy. Like he just like the way he carries himself is just kind of like this super entitled like like dude who was always told he was going to be a star. Like no one ever told him no. Like he was just like like I don't know. But anyway um uh, Scott Perry was like, yeah, we had been like exploring options or shopping him around for a while. And we had a lot of deals that we were like considering. Yeah. And after that meeting, they basically decided to act on one of the deals. So, you know, that kind of tells me he was out of spite. Like, yeah. Like, oh yeah, you got, you got a list of four. Oh, look, that's a nice list of four teams that's you want to go to. That's nice. All right. So you're going to Dallas. Um, your things will be ready. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like meeting over five minutes. I mean, because my guess is like they didn't really care like as much what they got in return. I think the whole point of the of the of getting rid of him, apart from him not wanting to be there, is getting rid of who is it like Courtney Lee and Tim Hart. Just getting rid of oh, they dumped off yeah, bunch of yeah, all all the cap space, like all their all their shit. And yeah, and and hey, like after like the first day it happened, I was really pissed off, and I was like, this, there's no, this is all just bad, like. This is bad, bad, bad. And it is bad. I still yeah. do think it's bad. But if you really think about it, if if a guy doesn't want to be there, yeah, why are you going to 
commit max money to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's like you might as well just get rid of them and yeah. move on and not waste anybody's time. You know what the, I mean? The funniest thing to me is like, yeah, KD could end up – no offense to, 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 to you or to the Knicks or anything, but like you maybe, maybe KD wants to go or not. I don't know. But people are like, oh, Porzingis is leaving, and he literally says like, I don't want to be here. This is not a very one organization. I don't, they're going in a losing direction. And then the reaction of everybody is like, oh, Nick's getting two max players. Like, did you not hear know, anything that just happened at all? Like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> I swear to God. It's the same thing, dude. Every time, every time I turned on SportsCenter, all- it was like, the Knicks are going to sign Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. And they're also going to draft Zion Williams. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, my, my thought is like, dude, we better fucking get that first yeah. pick because my, I wrote- if we don't, if we don't get Zion, dude. It's well, y'all, y'all, y'all put out a fucking hail mary. You said, "All right, we are gonna get rid of the only guy that we've had in the last, you know, like fifteen years who's had any kind of potential." I mean, Carmelo, yes, but you had to pay him. You know, you had to pay him a lot of money for him to be a Porzingis was still in his rookie deal. Um, yeah, and honestly, when I saw the return, I was like, "Dude, this is the worst deal in the history of all deal, or whatever that Trump quote is." <laughs> Oh, that, this is the worst deal in the history of all, maybe in all deal history. Actually, well, no, he he said it was the best. He was like, "This is the best deal in the oh, the best deals." <laughs> the art of what is the Trump? It's the art of the deal. I feel like yeah. James Dolan read that book and was like, "All right, man, like I'm ready to go." Yeah. Know. So yeah, when I my first reaction was like, "This is the worst deal of all time," I and then like, but then like the more I listen to talk radio, it's like you can't evaluate this deal until what happened you see what yeah. happens in free agency yeah. if they if they if they can't sign kevin durant or kyrie irving or at least one of Kawhi. them why no dude I, I, Kawhi. they're just they're sitting there looking like idiots i think i posted something the other day i was like this is so sad like they just gave up their future and they're <laughs> and they're gonna end up signing like justice winslow and like fucking I yeah. like i don't know like, they're gonna give hassan whiteside like <laughs> yeah, max money or something. hassan whiteside like i mean i i'm looking at like i was looking at it there there's a list of players that i think are are good i think there's a list of players that are underrated i think kemba walker i mean i don't know if you can get Kyrie. i think yeah he's a free agent i think like i think even if you ended up with like kemba and like demarcus cousins and then you get like a third guy even that like looks even that is like is yeah. not bad like I mean, he's, it's no KD, but like you know, you go from being terrible to being like a perennial playoff team, especially in the East. But personally, I I don't see any chance of us signing KD because he literally really? wouldn't even get dinner with the Knicks. I mean, Phil Jackson was there at the time, yeah, but like he literally wouldn't even entertain. Like he wouldn't even go and get dinner. Like you know, like that. What does that tell you? Yeah, I, I mean, I, that's the thing is, I think a lot's changed, and I think that's I actually I I don't know if I I. Uh, my new thing on Twitter that I love to do is I love to, um, so, you know, I have a lot of opinions and takes, right? I'll, I'll have a take and I'll just take it to the absolute like max, just be like the, you know, super like as extra as I can be and just try to see all the reactions I can get. It's really fun. Actually, you should try it. Um, <laughs> maybe when I, when I get back on Twitter, maybe, but so I, I, you know, I'm writing for this blog and I wrote this piece the other day, basically, um, and it, I, th- I thought it was actually really good, really well, well written. Um, now it was a very warrior centric because it's for a warrior's blog, and I think people took that you know the wrong like it the wrong way. But I basically said like, I think it's really funny to me, and it's kind of hypocritical of the league, and of the media and everybody, to and I understand why people hate the warriors, but 
to kind of condemn the Warriors for building a, a, a team the way they did, while at the same time hoping and praying that a bunch of other teams pick up like three to four like max superstars. I, I just it's like it's it's really well, like, it's because they just want somebody to to actually like compete with the Warriors. Well, that, that's one thing, but also like haven't like people been hoping and praying for the Knicks to be good since long before the war. Like, yeah. Like, but I, I think, I think that would be good for basketball. Though, don't oh, you think? no, I, I agree. And you see that like the Knicks are valued at $4 billion. Like the like New York, I think, I think LA is a different story. I don't think LA is a sports city. Like maybe, I mean, basketball sometimes, but like LA is just, it's just, it does has never like, is not much of a, to me at least is not a great sports city. Like in the same sense that New York, Dude, I, heard, I mean, it, they basically the Rams basically played a road game. There was no like there were no yeah. Rams fans at all. Chargers too, yeah. I mean, fo- I guess football might be different, but like, like the Knicks, like the Knicks being good is good for basketball, and I agree about that. But like you know this this whole idea of like trying to, um, trying to kind of push the narratives that like, oh like you know these teams are going to be good. These teams need to be good. These teams are going to be good. These guys, you know. They're gonna get this guy. They're gonna get that guy. They're gonna get this guy. Like we really, really want the Lakers and Knicks to be good. I just, I always thought it was funny that like, all right, so like they decided a long time ago, like all right, so these are the teams that we want to be good, and basically like you know, well, it's all money driven. That's what I'm saying, and that's and people got really upset at me. They were like, that's not true. Like the Warriors fan, like you're just a crying Warriors fan. I'm like, no, like <laughs> you are a crying Warriors fan. Maybe I am, but that doesn't mean I'm wrong. Like that, that like maybe I'm a cry. Yeah, but that doesn't take away from the fact that like the league, if that's what people do when they don't know what to say, they just insult you. Yeah, the league I think would be happy and media would be happy. Like people got upset at Cavs Warriors. Nobody cared about the Celtics and the Lakers in the '80s playing year after year after year. Like maybe yeah, like it's a little you know having KD is like kind of one upped it, but at the same time like. All that needed, all that meant was that the Cavs needed a one up too. Like in the, what was it in the eighties? Like the Lakers won a title and they went out and they got James Worthy, who was ended up being a Hall of Fame player. The Celtics won a title, they went out and they got Bill Walton, who was a Hall of Fame player. They got and then they drafted like it, that's that's really is no different to me than than the Warriors getting KD when the Cavs and won the title. Like it's, but you know the league. Is, yeah, yeah, you're you're just a sensitive little Warriors fan. I get it. Hey, that doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe i am maybe i am but that does not mean i'm wrong the league would be i'm happy. not saying you're wrong the league would be happy if the lakers and the knicks played in the title every year from now until the end of the time the league would be happy rating i'd be happy yeah the league would be happy the media would <laughs> be, be happy. super happy the ratings would be up like people would be happy that i mean that is you know that doesn't mean it's going to happen like that doesn't you know maybe i am a guy that's all i'm saying like i i just i think i think uh Yo, I think, can, I, can i say can I say one more thing about Porzingis too? Go since, ahead. Yeah, like, dude, did you see? Uh, did you see what he said? Like, basically, like after like all the trades happened oh, on Instagram. Oh, I think it was on Twitter. I was like basically like an ex, like an ex, like stalking his Twitter oh, after yeah, it happened. Yeah. But like literally, like after the news broke, he literally tweeted like a gif of him and Doncic like, like dapping each other up. And I'm just like, you fucking dick, like. <laughs> It's like we didn't even have time to mourn you, and you're fucking posting gifts of like how excited you are to play in Dallas, dude. And then like a few hours later, he posts like a very like half-assed like 
like thanks new york like all of these like love the city blah, Dude, blah, blah. Right. and then and then you saw the stay woke thing yeah i saw that under under fuck you porzingis underrated is Mark stay woke about what? All right. Two things. Mark Cuban. This is such a Mark Cuban move. Go out and grab like a young European player. But two, I'm beginning. Is Mark Cuban kind of racist? Like maybe a little bit. I'm beginning to think. <laughs> uh, no, literally look at his team in the last like the, te- the teams that, he, that he's built. Can you think of one great black player that has been a Maverick? One. Can you think of one? Um. Boom. There it is. You can't. I can't think of many great Mavericks players at all. To okay, be honest, <laughs> all right. Steve Nash, Jason Kidd, Dirk Nowitzki, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis. Like, well, the, the, before, before you start calling him racist, you'd have to th- you'd have to look at black players that he passed on. You know what I mean? Okay, but also it's like, oh, he he passed. He clearly passed on a much better black. Well, player I mean, I mean, obviously, this player. is not the only thing. Did you see that that quote he had? A cu- basically saying that like. Um, European players are better and they're smarter and that like kids that play in um, AAU basically like don't actually play. They just like make jokes and do mixtapes and shit like that. Like that's well, that sound, now that sounds that had some pretty little, serious racial undertones. A little bit. I think, I think when you group it all together, I don't know this. I Mark, Mark, he might be, he might be a little racist. He might be well, you know what, a little that, racist. Weird. <laughs> We don't want to end the show on, on such a sour note. It's such a good show. Oh, no. It was a great show. All right. You know what? It's like, and we leave you with these parting questions. Fuck it, man. I, ho- I hope KD, I hope KD, I'd be, if if KD left the, if KD left the Warriors, I think myself and most Warriors fans, we would be okay. We'd be like, all right, you, you brought us three titles. You didn't have to come. Bravo to you. Like, cheers. Go ahead. Go to the Knicks and, you know, go you know, toil away or whatever. Like, but if, if toil away, dude, it's a mix. Come on, man. He's going to get into a fight with James <laughs> Dolan. Him and Frank guys, Solar are just going to have like the most sour relationship of all time. Like, come on. Like, I don't, I, but if, if he were to go to anywhere, I, I would be happy if he went to the Knicks, like for many reasons, but I, I hope, well, you know what? I, I would, I would be too, Zach. Of course you would. I mean, I, you know, get that, get that 35 in orange and blue. I think that looked good. Yeah. Hopefully. But man. I think he's going to end up on the nets. Oh God! <laughs> hey, the Nets. The Nets are sleepers, man. Nets and Clippers, sleepers. Yeah, you never know, man. Hey, they all got that max. That we, max. Uh, cap space. never count out Jerry West. Jerry West literally has won like ten titles as, as an executive. It's fucking absurd. I'm not even. Well, I'm not even kidding. But you know what? I think. Uh, I think that. Well, yeah. I I really have to. I really have to pee again. So yeah. Yeah. I think. Sorry, dude. I was, you know, I was getting big at the gym and uh, was just downing water. So, hey, I respect it. You know what? I think that was a great pod. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, please, uh, please tune in next time. Thanks. To five you. stars, baby. Rate us five stars. Oh, five stars. Thank you to the most valuable listener, uh, Kayvon. Um, also, my dad. I'm sure. I'm, I hope. I don't know. You listen most of the time. Uh, All right, Zach. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Nice talking to you, man. Peace. Peace.